Start the new year right and make your winning move today. Go bet at my bookie. Use promo code GATERS to claim your deposit match, redeemable up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And Gators Breakdown is proud to partner with America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree and use code GatorsFree for free breakfast for life with an active subscription. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Man, never a dull moment and personally, one of the best days uh, right here for Gators Breakdown and personally for Gator Nation for me. Got a lot to talk to, um, but you guys know if you had followed this recruitment going to the class of 2023 about a year ago, of how big I was on linebacker Grayson Howard. I had a here in Jacksonville where I'm from. We have some mutual connections. I got to know Grayson a little bit. I know many people close to Grayson and went to South Carolina last year and is now, I will say, finally a Florida Gator. So I, mean, that's, I should just sit here and smile for like the longest time right here on, on, on the YouTube version. You know, the, the big grin on my face. I uh, just keep that going to smile for like a solid 10, 15 seconds because. Hey, look, that's what I feel about this one. This one's a little a little personal. I got to know Grayson a bit. Great kid. Glad to have him here in Gainesville. Big, big pickup. That's a big position of need uh, right here for the Gators. Look, we knew that was a big position of need last year. One of the reasons that I wanted him so bad as well. Uh, but now, um, a year later, a year later, uh, Pup Howard, Grayson Pup Howard, on the way to Gainesville through the transfer portal. Uh, from South Carolina. And then also, of course, the, the Gators get another one uh, through the transfer portal. George Gums Jr., defensive lineman, commits to the Gators here. So two transfer portal commits right here we get on this Thursday, and we will break it down right here on Gators Breakdown. We'll get into Jason Marshall returning as well um, for, uh, for for the Gators and another defensive heavy kind of show right here. Uh, but uh, just good news. Good news all in all uh, right here for the Gators. So, Everybody, I know you like it. Two commits today, one big-time linebacker in a big position in need, so smash that like button. You like what we're doing here on Gators Breakdown? You like the news that we're just getting right here as well? So plenty to plenty of reason. Subscribe right here if you haven't done so yet as well to Gators Breakdown. All your likes, subscribes, all that stuff go a long, long way and really, really helping us out here, helping other people find Gators Breakdown, all that good stuff, all the good Gators content we're bringing you. Help others find it. Like, subscribe right here. And of course, let's keep bringing, let's keep bringing talent to the swamp. Join Florida victorious. Want to help the Gators win? Want a better game day experience? Well, just like when you pack the swamp, your unwavering support through Florida victorious empowers the Gators to be their best. Join today and be the difference in making the orange and blue victorious. Go to floridavictorious.com. You can join there and also save 20% on your first month using promo code GatorsBD. All right, Gator Nation, you know how we do it. And as I said, this one means a ton. Means a ton right here. Grayson Howard, linebacker, transferring to Florida. Pup Howard, most people know him as, but committed to Florida Gators. Entering the transfer portal from South Carolina, one of Florida's top targets last uh, recruiting cycle. Initially chose the Gamecocks over the Gators, but however, 
One year later, he joins a Florida team that is in desperate need of improving the linebacker room. Um, talk to some people behind the scenes here. And for Grayson, going to play that mostly the Scooby role uh, that Scooby Williams played there. But play more inside linebacker can be moved to edge on rushdowns and other packages. Uh, but you know, this is that true instinctual linebacker Florida desperately needs to add uh, to the to, to the to the room and add to that freshman class of Miles Graham, Aaron Childs, of course. Got to see those guys in the uh, Under Armour game, and Florida's got two really good linebackers coming in, and now another one right here with Pup Howard to add to those two freshmen, Pup Howard in his second year. So you got a really really good nucleus of top linebackers in this linebacker room now. So add those three, of course, to Jaden Robinson, to last class as well. Deuce Spurlock, Derek Wingo, Manny Nunnery, Jamar James, of course, uh, coming back from injury as well. So the linebacker room looking better. Took a hit, Scooby Williams on the way out, but Pup comes in, raises the talent level. And as I said, you heard Will and I talk about it the other night. And one more time today, just a true instinctual linebacker, true linebackers in the room now. So, look, for, for Pup, it, looking for action, looking for hits, looking for turnovers. That's the type of getting the style that he plays with. Will be used, like I said, similar to how Scooby was used inside, coming off the edge when needed, but listed now. If you go to South Carolina, what they had him listed at, 6'4", 241, added some weight there at, at, at South Carolina. Played in 11 games this past season with, with, with Carolina. Recorded a total of 19 tackles, 10 being solo, one tackle for loss. He was going to be one of the main cogs fighting for a starting role for South Carolina this coming up year. I've talked to South Carolina friends uh, about this one, too. They did not want to see Pup go. They, yeah, he was going to be fighting for a starting role this coming year there at South Carolina. He also forced a fumble. Uh, most impressive game last year was a win over Furman in Week 2. So, in the second game of his career, uh, of course, he had four tackles in that game, three solo tackles in there. Also recorded three tackles against Tennessee and Texas A&M. Uh, his fourth fumble came against Vanderbilt last year. So, so I said, let's go back to about a year ago. And another reason why this is, you know, so positive for Florida is only a year removed from when you would have liked to have him originally, but a year down the road, you can still kind of go back to the recruiting profile a bit, you know, just a year removed uh, from high school, graduated here in Jacksonville, Andrew Jackson high played the Mike linebacker position for them, improved Jackson so much here. Jackson kind of been um, a program, not winning as much as they were used to at one point, helped that program bounce back here their first district title since 2009. Uh, but in 11 games, his senior season, 188 tackles, 106 of them being solo. Uh, he was invited to play in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. Uh, so in 2021, it was a uh, shout-out to News for Jacks here. It was, of course, we named him one of our first-team um, players here in the city, you know, all-gateway selection here in Jacksonville as well. Uh, during that season in 2021, he had 157 tackles, 14 tackles for loss. Uh, and then as a sophomore in 2000, uh, he had 13 honors here at 100 tackles, 100 tackles in nine games. So it was immediately felt once he started getting on the field. But let's go back to it. 24-7 sports composite. He was ranked as the 42nd best prospect in the state of Florida, 18th best linebacker in the country, 183rd player overall. 
On three consensus, he was considered the 40th best player in Florida, 19th best linebacker in the country, 182 overall. Um, so big time, big time player. Yeah, I mean, I know personal friends who are really so happy about this now can go see Pup play in Gainesville, driving from Jacksonville uh, there. So shout out to you guys. You know who you are. Uh, but uh, it was a roller coaster. This one was the last couple of weeks and not even nothing to do with Florida. Just if, if Pup was going to enter the portal or not. Um, and uh, of course, was absolutely sold on South Carolina. This is nothing really South Carolina did, um, but being closer to home. Uh, and there we go. Uh, right here. From Jacksonville, now just a short drive down uh, to, to, to Gainesville, but big time get here. But um, looked good at one point um, about just entering the portal. Uh, and then, of course, we know everything that's happened with Florida the last uh, month or so, coaching changes and stuff, play a part, and a little bit rocky. But in the end, uh, right here, he enters the portal, Florida in the mix. Florida gets the commitment from Grayson Pup Howard. Big time. Going to be smiling about that one for for for, for a while. <laughs> so, as you guys know, if you follow Gators Breakdown at any point in that last recruiting cycle, how how much it stung, uh, he was going to South Carolina, and now uh, certainly certainly glad to get him in the orange and blue. So, all right, here we go. We got one more to get to. Hey, we got another commit. One visitor that was on campus the past couple of days. Defensive lineman George Gums Jr. Uh, also committed to the Gators today. A previous Cincinnati commit from the transfer portal, but from Northern Illinois um, this past year, six foot four, 242 pound, had 34 tackles, three and a half sacks, two forced fumbles this past season as a redshirt sophomore. Uh, but he played tight end uh, before this 2023 season. So still a raw product making the jump to Florida here. Uh, Going to be playing uh, that edge outside linebacker, Jack roll uh, there. So three-star prospect, a 240, fifth ranked wide receiver in the 2020, 2021 class. So recruited as a receiver, played tight end, now plays edge, had 34 tackles, three and a half sacks, two forced fumbles this past season. Uh, but now, uh, of course, after that production, uh, going to be coming to Florida. Not sure this is immediate impact here. Um, I mean, I've seen some images floating around on social media and certainly has the body type you'd love. Uh, right there at a, at a position, but not a lot of experience playing defense overall. Did have some production, so I see this more. I don't know how much instant impact you get here. Maybe more impact down the road, uh, but right there. Uh, so not necessarily a lot to go by right, right, right there with Gums, but Florida adding to that edge spot where, you know, of course, losing Princely. You got Pyburn coming off of injury. You know, we'll see what happens with guys like TJ Searcy as well. You know, Florida needed probably another player who has some production here, uh, and hopefully not the last one uh, at a spot like this for the Gators. We'll get into that in just a second, but still think Florida needs an instant impact there. Uh, but now, those two commitments today for the Florida for for the Florida Gators out of the transfer portal make six total commitments from the transfer portal. Six transfers coming in to the Gators. Let's. Kind of recap it there a bit. Defensive lineman Joey Slackman. Wide receiver Chimray DK. Defensive back Triquez Bridges. Offensive lineman Brandon Crenshaw-Dixon. And now linebacker Grayson Howard and Edge George Gums Jr. So, of course, where's Florida going to go from here uh, in the transfer portal? 
Um, offensive tackle, offensive line, I still think a uh, place you can upgrade the talent here for Florida. Wide receiver, defensive back, and we've seen all the DB targets. We talked about it last episode. We'll get into it more in just a bit here as, as well. Uh, but still, no, I think those are uh, positions you still have to be targeting uh, right now if you are the Gators. But six in the fold right now in the transfer portal. And there you go. Uh, certainly <laughs> happy about um, what, uh, what what transpired today here for the Gators. Uh, Scott brings up a good point here and rolling as well here in the chat. Everybody, uh, you can chat on uh, throw these chats. Uh, kind of keep it topical uh, as we're talking about these topics uh, right here. As I said, we'll talk about Jason Marshall next, and we'll get into that just a bit too. But, yeah, you guys um, – Throw it in here. Mention Boone coming back as well. Yeah, he's more that hand in the dirt uh, defensive end. So I'm gonna want to get more clarification. Maybe Gums is more of that stand up uh, rush. But you know, yeah, I mean you throw Boone in there in that mix as well uh, for that you know strong side defensive end uh, type. But there we go. Um, going to a good point here, Jason Bruton. Uh, sorry, Jason, if I missed that or Brunton, has there been any chatter about Bam Hardman for linebacker coach? Well, let's just go back to Grayson right quick, committing to Florida without a linebacker coach. Now, maybe there's some stuff behind the scenes uh, there. I think the two names I would certainly say to look out for Hardman, I say maybe look out for, but he just took the job at Tulane. Um, he left Troy Tulane, um, of course, I uh, had a coaching change as well. I believe it was the same coach um, at Troy, if I remember right. Um, but anyway, Hardman did leave Troy. He is now at Tulane. That move happened last week. Doesn't mean a move to Florida can't happen. Uh, but also Jamar Chaney, of course, is another name that's been brought up. Uh, Pup has a had a relationship with him. Of course, has a relationship with Mike Peterson as well. Um, so that, that he had some familiarity on staff already. Uh, you know, Bateman left, kind of put a little bit of hiccup in in, in this possibly happening. Um, but when you, you you go and look at it, still, uh, I think a big pull without a linebacker coach. Uh, but Grayson wants to be a Gator. He wants to be a Florida Gator. Uh, that's the biggest thing that comes out of this. It didn't matter who coach was. It didn't matter if there wasn't a coach. In the end, Grayson Howard wanted to be a Florida Gator. Um, so it just took a little while. Just took a year later. <laughs> so. Um, so let me get into some more of these comments as well. Gator fan. Uh, I know you put it in here before. I, I'm going to have to make sure I get the pronunciation. You have to send it to me or something. Uh, <laughs> Gators breakdown at gmail.com. There we go. Is it Kavan? I'm going to say that or Kaven. Anyway, anyway, he goes, our front seven should be a straight now. And Hey man, I think I know I said this last year and it kind of kicked me in the teeth a bit. Um, I did think they'd be a little better than what they were. Um, and as I, said, I think they were better in some areas last year, but you had the down-to-down defense that was a little bit better but gave up explosives. I do think they were better up front in some ways. Um, but, of course, you know some of those explosives you can put on the secondary as well. But also up front, not getting enough pressure, not getting enough sacks, not uh, creating enough havoc to get some turnovers. Um, Cam Jackson coming back was big. Hopefully Justice Boone comes back as well. You know, losing Princely is going to hurt till I figure out what Florida does at edge. Um, I love what we saw from the young guys. Seriously, Collins. Uh, Caleb Banks came in and played a whole lot last year. Jamari Lyons was a 
very nice revelation last year. Lose Chris McClellan um, there. So up front on the defensive line, I, I'm hoping the experience pays off. I'm hoping the one more year of experience pays off. But then linebacker spot, I think you certainly upgraded. You know how fast you know, Grayson didn't play a whole lot last year. Um, I mean, I'm going to try and keep out the um, you know the personal side of this. 19 tackles, of course, not 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 a whole lot to write about, but was a true freshman. You hope something to build on. I mean, at least he's not coming into Florida Green. He's got some SEC experience. Is more of a true linebacker. Should play better eventually than Scooby. Um, then certainly toward the end of last year, Scooby, you know, that was pretty bad, but also playing out of position. But also, like I said, I think the instincts pay off. I think playing linebacker um, all throughout high school, just having that mentality of playing that position will pay off. Hopefully, Shamar James comes back 100% fully healthy as well. I mean, I think starting there uh, with those two, Nunnery get some experience later in the year last year too, looked okay uh, there at the linebacker spot for Florida. And then, of course, a freshman coming in, Jaden Robinson with another year. I can see where you see the front seven take a jump. I got to see it first, though, to say, yep, they're better. I I can't check the box to say they are better right now. In some ways, should they be? Yeah. I think if you the guys who played last year use that and take a jump, that's probably enough for Florida to be better. And now you upgraded in some ways with a Pup Howard, some true freshman linebackers. Hopefully that young nucleus turns the page pretty quickly and can be, I mean, if you get Graham and Childs to have a Shamar James-like freshman year, like he was a freshman, that, that's good. That's good for Florida. Because that means they can certainly take a big step in year two. Now, if they exceed that, great. <laughs> but I'm saying at the very least, can you get a Shamar James type of freshman year out of the freshmen that are coming in and also Grayson Howard taking his step from the first year at South Carolina to a second year at Florida. So I can see it. I'm not going to check the box yet and say, yep, they're going to be better. Um, but you could you could twist my arm. You can talk me into it a little bit. Oh, um, yeah, of course, uh, front seven. Roland brings up another good point. LJ would be a beast on the defensive line. Uh, I'm kind of overlooking some of the true freshmen because you just never know. But yeah, he should be. You're, you guys heard me ask Corey Bender uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, about maybe him having an instant impact next year. And yeah, you hope like somebody like LJ and somebody like Boone coming back, whoever's playing that edge rush role. And LJ may fit in there and sometimes as well, but you know, guys on both sides, guys on two sides, whether you got a hand in the dirt Boone and a stand up edge on the other side, you know, you need some help. You need some complimentary football on both those sides. So uh, absolutely. I can certainly see, uh, a player like him and all that, you know, kind of the, the pairing of an upgraded strong side defensive end helping that edge rusher. Um, I see y'all talking about Jeff Collins and his name. From everything I can gather, that's not going to happen. Uh, I know I, I heard the name as well, um, but I personally, from everything I can gather, have moved on from that name. I don't think it's going to happen. Durkin, yeah, I, I see that name brought up as well. I have heard that name brought up too. Um, there was a job I heard that um, he could a defensive coordinator role somewhere uh, that he could be in line for. I have to go back and look. It was something I heard today, though. Uh, but yeah, um, Collins, Durkin, Cheney, Hardman. Those are the names that's kind of been kind of been there. 
so, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. And let's go to Jason Marshall. Returning for his fourth season at the Gators, he announced on Wednesday. Now, I'm going to tell you guys what I heard. And I heard this Monday night. And it was going to come out Tuesday that he was going to come back. And take it for what it's worth. You don't have to believe it if you don't want to. From everything I've been hearing, reportedly did have a better than expected NFL draft grade and had interest from Alabama and Ohio State. Marshall decided to return to Florida. Could have went to the NFL. Could have went to another program. Came back to Florida. Decided to continue his career at Florida. So just telling you what I was told. That person had no reason to spin it positively. But there you go. Just letting you know what I heard behind the scenes about Jason Marshall there. It is coming off a back-to-back season starting in every game at cornerback. This, this past season, Marshall led the team with career-high 10 pass breakups. For the second straight season, he, had his, uh, he led the team there in, in pass breakups. For the 2023 season, this past season, Marshall finished with 26 tackles. Three tackles for loss, one sack. He allowed just three catches on 13 targets while not allowing a touchdown in the final four games of this past season. So it's not a misnomer. It's not trying to twist the truth. He did play better toward the end of last season. Now, I know we see, we all saw it and saw some of the highlights. The effort maybe could be questioned at, at, at times, and that's going to have to be better. I'm not saying Jason Marshall was perfect. I'm not saying he can't play better. He absolutely can he hasn't lived up to the five-star billing uh, that he has coming in. 2022, season before, 29 tackles, eight pass breakups, one tackle for loss and an interception. You know, before he recently did lose Jalen Kimber, Jaden Hill in the defensive backfield to the transfer portal. The defense, of course, underperformed in 2023, but Marshall, an experienced player, I think showed improvement toward the end of the year, makes him, I think, a reliable asset for Will Harris coming in. In the process of kind of rebuilding Florida secondary, I think this is a piece you can count on. Um, can he get back to his freshman season? I, I think that's the big question. I think we all saw a glimpse there. It was like, oh, man, that, that, that's what we're looking for in a cornerback. And under Corey Raymond, it didn't happen. Like, we thought the pairing of a Corey Raymond and a Jason Marshall was going to be a match made in heaven. And it never came to fruition. Okay, but Uncle put that so much on Marshall when nobody else in the defense, especially the cornerback spots, really took a step either. So can can Will Harris get more out of him than Corey Raymond got of it? There is obviously a step there. I like having the experience back for another season. I think it can be an asset to this team. It's still kind of young on the back end, but also. Good for him for wanting to be a Gator. And what we're seeing in the transfer portal, look, Florida's the benefit of it too. You just got like a, a player like Grayson Howard today, not slamming anybody for transferring. But I am going to give credit to somebody who wants to who wants to be a Gator, who, who, who could have left, who could have played somewhere else. And in this world of what we've seen the transfer portal lately, he could have went elsewhere. Yes, he can play better, but I think credit to him and credit for this Florida staff to – get on the same page that he can be developed here. I mean, this is a, it, it, we thought this third season would be the money year for Jason Marshall. Next year is going to be even more so of a money year for him. I mean, I, you, you know, you got to, there's one more, 
one more year. You you, you got to elevate that play at some point. So Roland <laughs> brings up a point. Can't get worse. Well, we've said that about the defense in recent years, and they have found a way to do so. But yeah, I, I kind of agree. I'm cautiously optimistic with the pairing of him and, and, and Harris. I think that's a, a can be a good pairing. But at the same time, we thought that was going to be the case with Corey Raymond as well, and, and it just wasn't. So one more year, one more year in the system, maybe year two, and Austin Armstrong's defense help pays off here. But um, like, I think we know there's a step. Hopefully, he, he reaches it. Um, Jason says, I see NFL for Marshall, but if not, but if not in the portal, how's getting interest from any other school? Oh, Jason, we're we'll digging our head in the sand, man. <laughs> Tampering happens. <laughs> you know, that's just uh, the nature of it. Um, other schools do it. It, it just happens. We like, you know, Florida does it. You know, we're not digging our heads in the sand here. Yeah, there was a there, there was interest there. There was certainly interest there. Um, Clayton said Jalen Kimber was one of the worst defenders he's ever seen. Uh, yeah, this past year, not great. Um, not great at all uh, at that cornerback spot. Did not want to. I mean, just saying, there was. Has there been guys that hopped in the portal that? You'd say, not a big loss for Florida. Yeah, Kimber was one of them. Oh, but yeah, all in all, glad he's back. Hopefully he can build on the last few games of the season and get back to that that thought that we had as a true freshman, a five-star coming out of high school, that he can be one of the best corners in the country. Hope so. Hope so. But that's kind of big news the last couple of days there of a couple of portal gets and Jason Marshall coming back. But hey, we got plenty more to get into through the transfer portal. All these visits happening this week for the Gators. We'll get into it. Some re- review some of those uh, that happened uh, on Tuesday. On Tuesday for sure. But everybody, you can start the new year right with my bookie. Get the money in your pocket. MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. So you can turn all that sports knowledge that you got in your head, turn it into cash in your wallet. Got the NFL playoff push this weekend. The playoffs start the next week. The college football playoff final between Michigan and Washington is next week. You can bet on all of that or, or MyBookie has some other options. You can play in weekly blackjack tournaments there. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, well, that time is now. Make your winning move today at MyBookie. Sign up, use promo code GATERS, and claim your deposit match, redeemable up to $1,000. Again, that is promo code GATERS to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your home. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. And whether your New Year's resolution is to save money or eat better or stress less, well, you can have all three by using America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to your door. Just choose your meals, select your delivery date, and HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping, so all you have to do is open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes to get cooking. 
Breakfast is now worth waking up for. I'm a big fan of those quick and easy egg bites. It gives me a hot breakfast to start the day. Pop them in the microwave and you got yourself a meal. You, you can have it too. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree and use code GatorsFree for free breakfast for life. That's one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash GatorsFree with code Gators free. All right, let's get in a couple to the a uh, couple of these or a few uh, a few of these transfer portal visitors that Florida has had over the last uh, couple of days. We'll start at the edge spot, probably the biggest target Florida has had at a big position in need. Edge rusher Cashy is how uh, Bowling Green, of course, coming from there, officially visited. The visit went well. Uh, they were at Florida, visited on uh, kind of Tuesday, Wednesday-ish, or Wednesday, Thursday-ish, uh, but no commitment yet. Howell, of course, would fit in. Jack, linebacker, edge spot for the Gators, rushing the passer. Gators need someone with experience and production at that spot. One more time, a refresher on him, why he could be uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, an experienced piece at the edge spot. Nine and a half sacks. During the 2023 season, that tied for first in the MAC, logged 10 and a half tackles for loss, and according to Pro Football Focus, created 41 pressures. That was fourth most in the MAC. He has a visit to Texas A&M coming up, and other schools like FSU and Ole Miss are in the mix as well. At this point, you got to hope Florida's done enough. Um, he, this is his first visit. And kind of first overall visit. He was one of those 2020 recruits that didn't get to take a lot of visits. So Florida blew his mind. Uh, so hopefully that pays off. Hopefully that first visit high uh, is what gets it done here as well as what Florida's been able to sell him on as playing that you know, edge spot where they can certainly use a lot of help. Plenty of reps are available at that spot. So let's go back. That first round of transfers. Those four transfers that Florida got in around signing day. Remember, a lot of those guys, or those guys left their visits without committing to Florida right away. And hopefully that's the case here for Howell as well. You know, decision could come soon as he wants to take part in spring practice, so he's got to be part of uh, the spring semester here. But last year it didn't work out for Florida so well when guys left campus or transfers left campus or didn't even visit Florida, visited somewhere else first and never even got to Florida to visit. So didn't hurt Florida this time with, their, with the first four portal gets. Um, but now, you know, one, you want to see pay off like that again here with how it was like a visit to Texas A&M coming up. Hopefully the Aggies don't get it there. Uh, but what we did find out here on this Thursday and a big time, big time, Sunbelt defensive back, Yam Banks. Great name, Yam. Yam Banks starting his visit right here on this Thursday. Official visit here for the Gators uh, right there at South Alabama. One of the top overall defensive backs in the transfer portal. He finished this past season 46 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss and an interception. He played both safety and nickel for the Jaguars, leading one of the best defenses in college football the last two seasons. Um, ball hawking, he had six interceptions in 2022 while adding 11 passes defended. 
six interceptions by himself two seasons ago. Could have entered the NFL draft, but he's staying in college uh, in an effort to raise his draft stock. So he told 24-7 Sports, I want to up my draft stock by playing in a bigger conference. When it comes to picking his next school, he told 24-7 Sports, it will largely come down to fit. Some priorities I'm looking for in a new school is for them to utilize my skill sets as much as they can. This is a well-rounded safety prospect, guys. Um, He can certainly come in and fight for a starting role, whether it be nickel, whether it be safety here at Florida. There's plenty of reps available on that back end. Uh, Young guys back there on the back end for Florida. So this guy's got plenty of experience in two years of it uh, there at South Alabama. So like I said, this is not somebody who's losing their job somewhere. This is somebody who's performing well at another school and looking for a way to showcase those talents on the bigger stage. So that's one to look for there. Can't forget that you name Yam, Yam Banks. So, I mean, see when you hear that, the big play on the, on, in the swamp, and Yam Banks is the name that's called out there. I think people can get behind that one. Um, one player we talked about a couple of days ago, Will and I, when we were here, West, Western Kentucky DB Kendrick Simpkins. Uh, he was supposed to be visiting this week. He's no longer going to visit. Uh, this past year, 51 total tackles, 11 tackles for loss, seven and a half sacks, four forced four, four fumbles. He was all-conference USA second team this past season. Uh, there will not be visiting Florida uh, this week. So uh, let's go to the other side uh, of the ball. And wide receivers, we can go there for a second. Not a whole lot coming out yet, but Bryson Rogers from Ohio State has entered the portal. Originally from Zephyr Hills, Florida, Florida in the, his original recruitment, uh, class of 2023 wide receiver. He was 357 overall uh, and 49th ranked receiver. So only one season at Ohio State uh, before he entered the transfer portal there. So um, probably a player maybe to look out for you know, from, from the receiver spot. And then another one that is probably going to be hard uh, to pull away from either Ole Miss or Auburn, but that's Liberty wide receiver CJ Daniels. He's a 16th-ranked wide receiver uh, from Pro Football Focus this past season. 55 catches, 1,067 yards, 10 touchdowns, 19.4 yards per catch this season. Uh, of course, so there's two guys right there at the receiver spot. And you're mentioning, I think, Florida could use uh, another receiver, another uh, a more proven uh, receiver. So that Daniels fits that. Rodgers, not so much. Uh, Rogers, I'd still think we, at this point, not playing at Ohio State a whole lot last year, still more of a developmental uh, piece at this point, but find some way maybe to keep Auburn, Ole Miss away from Daniels. That'd be a huge get uh, right here for Florida at the wide receiver spot in the portal. Uh, but also, one of the biggest positions in need for Florida, offensive line. And Devin Manuel, who spent his first three seasons at Arkansas, um, redshirting his freshman season. He visited the Gators yesterday on Wednesday, um, appeared in one game in 2022, and then nine games with four starts this past season on the offensive line, played over 400 snaps for Arkansas this past season, got offers from Florida, USC, Kentucky, Colorado, Missouri, and Oklahoma State. Six foot nine, 310 pound sophomore out of Louisiana. Uh, so, Maybe even a little bit of history there with Billy Napier and his coaching staff. He was a three-star prospect uh, out, of, out, of, uh, out of Louisiana. So 1,049 recruit overall in the 2021 cycle, uh, according to the On3 industry ranking. So certainly 
in that state, sure, there's a little connection there uh, to Billy Napier and his staff. So um, I haven't heard much about that visit just yet. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, you know, Florida had him on campus this week. Arkansas's offensive line was not great this past year, uh, but traditionally, Sam Pittman, great eye for recruiting, coaching, developing offensive linemen. Uh, Manuel enters the transfer portal, had his visit to Florida earlier this week. So there we go. Hopefully, uh, we'll see what happens uh, there with him. But would be a uh, a get up front for the Gators. I saw uh, one more. Brandon Velasco just po- popped it in here. Do you think we could have a shot with Rucci, the offensive line transfer from Wisconsin? Um, yeah, so his name, he entered the portal not long before we went live here uh, on this Thursday edition of Gators Breakdown and would have a background with Graham Mertz. Uh, so maybe there is a connection there. From what I can gather, I think he's more of an interior guy. So I don't know if that changes things. If Florida, hey, look, I say bring in as many as off. If you got the spots for offensive linemen, bring in as many as you possibly can. <laughs> but um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if it changes things, if he's more interior than a tackle. Uh, but we'll see. Um, I haven't heard much. Uh, but you got to think if Florida would have interest. And there's a connection with Graham Mertz that's already paid off with Chimray DK, the wide receiver. Then maybe so. I see some talk here about Joey Slackman. Hopefully, Slackman will be all he's hyped up to be with the D line and linebacker additions we've had. Once we can get the corners in check, we can actually have a solid defense. And James Ferguson says Slackman will be a beast. I hope so. Nah, man, I certainly hope so. Um, I mean, having somebody like him and Boone um, right there at 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 uh, look, I hope Boone recovers healthy. He was, we still got to see it from him. Have everything we could hear behind the scenes of last year, where he's the player that was just waiting to break out for Florida last year. Hopefully, that's the case. Um, if he comes back and is that player that we thought he could be last year, you add somebody like Slackman as well, along with it, LJ McCray, um, Collins, and Searcy. I mean. We we can go down a list of names, guys, that we can feel good about. There is a level of having to prove it, but Slightman was wanted by many big programs, many big programs there at his spot. You hope that means something and it pays off. Oh, <laughs> James says, can we please get a few interceptions next year? Asking for a friend. It'd be nice, right? I mean, the lack of creating turnovers last year was probably one of the more frustrating parts because go back to two years ago, Patrick Tony's first year as a defensive coordinator for the Gators, and the defense was still not as great as we'd like it to be, anywhere close to that, honestly, but did have a knack for creating turnovers and getting out of, far of some, out of some hairy situations on defense. Well, this past year was you had a bad defense and wasn't getting turnovers, and you kind of replaced the turnovers by giving up explosives. Uh, so <laughs> that's uh, how the defense was worse in some ways. You weren't getting turnovers; you were getting and giving up those explosives. Uh, Q Lee says, "Now my prayer is got to be answered for OC and Chris Couch to get out of here." 
Uh, look, I don't think Couch had much of a say toward the end of last year as far as special teams go anyway, uh, from what I could gather. Um, so I don't think um, – I don't know if there will be a dedicated special teams coach. Look, there's a lot of programs out there that don't have a dedicated special teams coach. And given that spot away on a game day, a lot of coaches are moving away from that. I mean, I know it's probably not the best comparison, but Georgia doesn't have a dedicated game day special teams coach. Um, so, but at the same time, we know something has to change there. You can't go with what was happening. Certainly was an issue. It's got to be fixed. Uh, so, uh, Clayton brings up a good point. So far, we've done more than I thought. Billy hired an OC, and I consider it a successful offseason. <laughs> a lot more, a lot more, a lot more OC talk. Uh, I see that one's not going to die down just yet. So uh, we'll see. I don't. Um, I know there's a whole lot of talk about there. Of course, Marion Brown or Willie Corn. Um, kind of the names that have been floated out there. We'll see. I don't know if anything comes of that. Um, I heard the names just like you have at one point. Of, I was told an offensive coordinator was going to happen. I thought it would have happened by now. I don't think that means it won't. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, but so far, we've done more than I thought. So like I said, six in the portal so far. Um, I, was, I was probably looking at that seven, eight range. So... Can they get to nine? Um, got a good look at those scholarship numbers. And hey, look, I still think there could be now the transfer portal is closed, and we know what happened. You can have some more deflections, you know, again in the next portal window. That'll be after spring practice. We kind of know that can happen. Some guys don't get the spring practice reps that they want, hit the door um, there. So we'll see. So that means for Florida getting the guys that they're bringing in. But I like to pick up so far. You've gotten some produ- guys who have played a ton of snaps, except for uh, George Gums uh, today. Not a ton of snaps uh, playing where, and, and Grayson Howard today. We're not playing a ton of snaps either. The first four guys played a ton of snaps. Howard Gums today, not a ton of snaps, but Howard, highly rated linebacker, of course. Hope that bleeds over. Gums is, as I said, I don't think it is the impact that the edge player, but has played the season there. So not green, but has something there. Uh, Harrison Sanchez does say, bring on Lance Hurd. Well, that was uh, a little bit of a surprise, I guess. Five-star offensive tackle there at LSU. Entered his name into the transfer portal. And I think there could be some mutual interest there between him and Florida. We'll see where that goes. I don't have anything more than that. But could be. Could be something there. James, I know I saw you this. He ain't hiring an OC. He told Lagway he's calling plays. I will still say I won't go by that. Um, That doesn't mean it won't happen. That doesn't mean that OC will happen. But I've been told not to go by that quote so much. I'll leave it at that. That doesn't mean an OC is going to happen. But just trying to, trying to, um, I guess, let you guys know I still will not shut the door on it. Q Lee says, and look, this is kind of for the whole staff, I guess, in a little bit of way, too. But there's nowhere for Austin Armstrong to hide. To hide Raymond, or, or there's nowhere for Austin Armstrong to hide. Raymond and Spencer were sacrificial lambs. I don't know if they were sacrificial lambs. Um, they weren't working out. You know, what 
made those guys, what made the production and that those guys position groups to say they were sacrificial lambs. I don't, I don't get that necessarily either. Um, but to your point, at the same time, that doesn't give Armstrong a pass either. I mean, this is do or die year for him. And in some ways, that means do or die year for Billy Napier. I mean, if the defense is as bad again, I don't know if the, with this schedule, I don't know if the offense can overcome it. So you're going to need a marginal improvement on offense, a gigantic leap of improvement on defense. And that's how Florida goes on to surpass the expectations. But I hadn't seen anything from the defensive back group the last couple of years to say they were sacrificial lambs. And from everything I could gather, just not a good mesh with Armstrong and Raymond and Spencer. It just wasn't working out there. Oh, all right. Good stuff. Q says, why don't we get another defensive tackle? Yeah, I'm, I'm um from talking around. I know some people have that want as well. So I don't know if we'll completely shut the door on that. Um, I mean, as we're kind of seeing in some of these portal visitors this week, you know, some guys were hearing the day of, they're a new name that has popped up and they're visiting Florida. So I won't completely shut the door on that either. I do hope to hear some more interior defensive line guys as well. Uh, Harrison, yeah, that did answer that. Yeah, I, I have heard there's mutual interest with Lance Hurd. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot on that, so I, that's something I do want to follow up with. Um, really heavy in the Pup Howard stuff today, so got a lot more asking around to get called back up on. Oh, all right. There we go. Getting you caught up right there as much as I can. Man, those, uh, this thing's moving fast and furious. There's all, everything with the transfer portal, but we'll keep smiling. Got my boy, got my boy pup in. <laughs> so, um, certainly, certainly just personally, personally very happy with that one. But right, everybody, thanks for hopping on right here on Gators Breakdown. Thanks for all the conversation. Thanks for hopping in live on short notice. Thanks for if you're a Gators Breakdown Plus member. Thanks. If not, you can go hop in there. Let's keep this conversation going right there on the Discord. One more time. Like, subscribe right here on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. And that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on social media at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.